0: Here, Mr. Fraley.
1: Here, thanks, Matthew. Before we get into our agenda today, I'm going to invoke a moment of uh, Chairman's privilege, if you will. Uh, recently, one of our more esteemed members, Mr. Martin Thomas, was dutifully elected to the City Council of our great city after having served here on the Planning Commission. And we wanted to acknowledge publicly uh, and for the record uh, our appreciation, respect, and admiration for the service that he administered while he was here with us. And with that, we have come up with this uh, resolution in his honor, and I'll read it as follows. Whereas Martin Thomas, Jr. has faithfully and conscientiously and effectively served the City of Norfolk as a member of the City Planning Commission since April 5, 2011, and whereas his service to the City Planning Commission concluded on August 22, 2016, and he he shall assume a seat on the Norfolk City Council on August 31, 2016, and whereas the City Planning Commission desires to express a sincere appreciation for both the valuable services he has rendered and also for the administration of his duties of Commissioner with dignity and wisdom, now therefore be it resolved that the service of Martin Thomas Jr. as a member of the City Planning Commission has been distinguished by a strong concern for the welfare of individual citizens, neighborhoods, and the natural environment of the city. And by a focus on orderly development consistent with sound planning and zoning principles and that for his continuing efforts to strengthen the community the citizens of norfolk owe him a deep debt of gratitude and be it further resolved that this resolution be included in the minutes of the city planning commission and that a copy be presented to him uh norfolk city planning commission and the signatures of those members who remain here on the commission are fixed, as well as our executive secretary and director of planning, Mr. George Homewood. So it'll be a pleasure for me to present this to Mr. Thomas just as soon as the opportunity will present itself, and I'm sure he'll be grateful. And I thank the members of the department and the commission for recognizing his service. Uh, with that, uh, Mr. Newcomb, Mr. Simons, anytime you gentlemen are ready, we can get into our agenda.
2: Okay, the uh, first item we're gonna deal with is on the continued agenda. This is the City Planning Commission for a text amendment to sections 15-1.2 and 15-3.1 of the zoning ordinance in order to modify the method used to calculate minimum required motor vehicle parking and to limit the availability of reduced parking for uses associated with buildings in the suburban character district. You'll recall that this is uh, our revisions for parking. We brought them out. Um, There were concerns from various elements of the city, some of the business communities. We are continuing this item in order to give us opportunity to hold separate meetings throughout the city. Uh, It will move from the August agenda to October, and if in October we are ready, we will will present it to you. If it needs more work, then we'll continue it again at that time. The motion before you on this item is to continue the item to the public hearing to be held on Thursday, October 27th. 2016 at 2:30 p.m. in the City Council Chambers 11th floor City Hall building Norfolk Virginia dr. Newman aye mr. Hales aye. Miss Austin yes mr. Halchins, aye mr. Fraley
1: aye Thank You Lenny
2: all right we will now move to the regular agenda this first item before us is sensations Realty LLC for a zoning text amendment to uh, section 2727 River's Edge at Berkeley Residential Plan Development District. This is known as a PDR River's Edge at Berkeley, uh, and we are creating new development standards for a planned residential development on the property. This item was initially created uh, in the mid-2000s. It was for a uh, much larger project. That project was never built. The economy essentially uh, left the residential market at the time, and it has been redesigned the uh, purpose of this item is to change it to reflect the uh, new proposals.
0: Matthew. And I'll go over um, the old and the new here. So the property is located at the end of Emmett Place, uh, which is just south of um, 264 and the Berkeley Bridge uh, come together. And the area is developed mainly with industrial and some residential uses. And you can see it's uh, zoned, the um, planned development, which is the blue there and then the different zonings around it. The proposal mainly is to change it from uh, two 15-story buildings and one 30-story building to five eight-story buildings. So as to reduce the scale. And then also will reduce the um, number of units slightly from 310, which was approved in 2007, to the proposal now for 280 units. And this is the site plan that was approved uh, in 2007 showing the building layout. Uh, building C that you see there is the building that would be the 30-story um, building, and then buildings A and B would, would have both been 15-story. And here are some elevations that we scanned in from 2007. Some renderings. And then this is the um, the new site plan. This is the engineered version, just showing how it's all laid out with parking underneath. Um, but it just shows the different placements of the building and these would all be eight-story buildings and then I'm going to go to the um, the elevations and the site is approximately 10 acres it is a planned development so the actual text of the district regulates um, the development and the applicant has submitted revised text to reflect the new proposal And they would still be tied to a site plan and the um, and the actual design of the buildings that you see here they've also added a condition in regards to the amenities that I'll read off Um, several amenities to support the residential use shall be provided including a boardwalk a fitness center pool clubhouse and meeting rooms maintenance and security Um, also that the construction of the amenities shall be substantially complete prior to the issuance of a certificate of occupancy for any residential building in the district and then um, specifically concerning the boardwalk itself the boardwalk located along the water shall remain open for use by the general public and that's that you can um, you can sort of make it out along the shoreline there and it would be a boardwalk again open to the general public for the members of the community anyone to access along the waterfront So if there's any questions at this time. Any
1: questions of Matthew, commissioners?
3: Uh, I would like uh, to hear how the change from the former plan to this plan has affected uh, the design and the design philosophy for these
0: uh, eight-story buildings. Sure. The developer will be coming up after me and he can probably speak to the the different elements that play into that great. Thank you Thank you Matthew all right Uh,
1: Here to speak in favor of this application. uh, Mr. Robert Beeman
4: Thank you, mr. Chairman mr. Vice Chairman members of the Commission for the record. My name is Rob Beeman I'm a local land use attorney with the law firm Troutman Sanders here today on behalf of the applicant sensations Realty LLC Joining me this afternoon are Mr. Mike Ash, who is our project architect, and also J.D. Hines, our project engineer. From the outset of this project, SunSations has sought to engage the Berkeley community in the planning and design process. SunSations met with both the Beacon Light Civic League and the Antioch Missionary Baptist Church several times between August and October of 2015, and has kept these groups updated as this application has moved through the planning process over the past year. Additionally, in December of 2015, Sun Stations met with Councilman Riddick and his Berkeley Task Force to answer any questions and obtain feedback that was incorporated into the design process. As a result of all these meetings and our correspondence with the Civic League and with planning staff, you have before you today an application that reflects an extremely collaborative process, and one that comes to you with a recommendation of support from both the Civic League and your planning staff. So for these reasons, we respectfully request your recommendation of approval of our application and we'll stand by for questions. And I know that there are a couple questions that we heard uh, in the informal session uh, that we'd like to address at this point. In terms of the change in the design, we worked very closely with the community groups and incorporated all the feedback we received from them, both from a site planning perspective and architecturally, into this design. The, The world has kind of changed since 2007, 2006 in terms of what kind of the young professional target market is looking for in this area. And I think you'll see kind of a a design that is a little bit more chic and that kind of is intended to appeal to those folks. Uh, The the project was also changed from 310 condominium units into 280 apartment units. And to reflect that decrease in density (coughs) and the space available in the property, you also see kind of a reduction from 30-story buildings. which. You can't really finance anymore anyway to to more of a, a practical eight story concept which is more consistent with apartment buildings anyway. so those are kind of the factors that drove the redesign of the site and again, we worked very closely with the community and incorporated all of their feedback into this. A couple of items that were particularly important to them were the amenities as have been mentioned, but also the uh, pathway and the boardwalk along the river to make sure that remained public, which we are 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 going to do in terms of the target market this is a market rate development and it the rents on these are targeted between a thousand and fifteen hundred per month which are maybe a little bit lower than you see in downtown but but pretty pretty consistent with the market in Hampton Roads um, I think those were the two primary questions that I heard from the earlier session but if there's anything else we'll certainly be happy to answer. Certainly
1: um, appreciate you coming forward Mr. Bean when you folks are committed to getting the amenity package in place
4: We are consistent
1: with the completion of the project,
4: yes, sir. Absolutely, and and let me
1: change that consistent with the issuance of the first certificate of occupancy,
4: yes, sir. We intend to work with the planning staff to with a phasing plan as part of our site plan approval process. And I'll I'll note that because these are market rate units, especially our client has a lot of incentive to get amenities on the ground very early because these you know apartments these days are not marketable, can't compete in the market without these specific amenities. Mm
1: And also, the change from the 30 and 22 stories down to the uh, smaller mid rise buildings, that was driven predominantly by financing?
4: Uh, well, I'll say that and the space available. We have our engineer and architect that can discuss that a little okay. bit more. But I think, yeah, when, when you talk about 280 apartment units and you have the space available as we do, five eight story buildings makes more sense on the site than a couple of high rise with mm-hmm. with a more empty
1: mm-hmm. space. Uh, and these buildings will be elevated? I believe so. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, on what side of the building is that how does it relate to the elevations? It's internal, the front. internal.
5: Uh-huh. Plans, it's, uh, One two and three this is the water side right here mm-hmm. And here's the, ele- the elevators right here the two elevators per building
3: Right because you have these um, yeah. n- That's nice. Yeah, what you're seeing is
5: the water side and the lower one kind of shows the rear Uh-huh and there will be glass at the elevators so that you know you can see out for security and to make it more pleasant.
3: So the windows that wrap around the building, what type of interior space does that represent? That
5: is
1: a living. That is a living <laughs> okay.
3: space. Okay, that's what I was curious.
1: When you look at some of the oversight, I'm sorry. When no, you, that's okay. Finish. I finished. That's okay. Right. When you look at some of the um, overhead shots of the area now, there appears to be a, I'll call it a pier. Or barge at the end of the strip of land yes sir. what is that and is that in any way gonna be incorporated in your site
4: yeah that, that's an old barge and unfortunately it's it's not savable that's gonna be removed as part of the development of the site mm-hmm. we have worked very closely with the city on on the buffering and, and, and making sure our development is extremely sensitive to all the the areas near the water we work very closely and I believe the city supports the current design mm-hmm.
2: while this has not been through formal site plan There have been formal conversations on stormwater and the environmental edge, the wetland edge, and particularly the barge that's located on the north end of it, uh, and it will be removed.
1: Uh That's unfortunate. I was looking forward to this uh, inner city fishing pier. That's right. (laughs)
2: It it appeared
3: that
4: your initial renderings um, from your previous um, development are. are, Rendering of your previous uh, development showed some type of boat slips on the water there Is that there was previously proposed a marina and and my understanding is that's not out of the question now But we don't know if there's a market yet for for a marina on this property But it's certainly something that they'll consider in the future I, I do believe that it's fairly deep water access and fairly wide access right off the property Is there a commercial aspect at all to this there's not no
5: I have a question for for planning staff. Uh, can you remind me again with, the, with our approval of this plan development as it is right now what, what is locked? you know what, what, are these are, are we approving these elevations and we're guaranteed to get this elevation or I understand the number of units the number of buildings will go to that what, what is
0: The site plan that we showed you is a, is a part of the text of the zoning um, Also the elevations themselves are tied uh, to the zoning text. Those would be conditions um, 27-27.3 uh, B and C are both those uh, conditions.
5: So, so these elevations, this is what will get built. That's correct. With within with reason,
1: obviously. Yeah. With uh, piggybacking on that, what type of materials are we looking at here on the on the skin of the building?
4: Sure. These materials, of course, you see the glass, you see the metal um, railings. On the um, on the balconies, the primary building materials are mm. EIFS and then Hardy panel. Okay. And I understand that 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 is consistent with kind of high-end apartments in Hampton Roads.
3: Um, w- w- where are you planning on using Hardy panels? Mike, um,
5: let me get the elevations. <clears throat> here are the elevations. Uh, everything you see white right here would be Hardy panel uh it, this dark darker color right here which is
3: the, the darker gray yeah,
5: right that's also hardy a panel uh this area right here will, will possibly have <coughs> ifas uh these styrated areas right here would be metal siding of some kind you know to get that uh, industrial aesthetic that uh, we're trying to achieve and these are all w- what are High-end materials that are used, you know, quite a bit
3: nowadays, and we're doing that as well. Well, it depends on how it's treated. Whether it looks high-end or not. Yeah. Well,
5: we think that that is a very nice aesthetic that will appeal to our target market, and I think it would be uh, a, a great addition to the waterfront.
4: Can you can you run through the amenities again that you plan? Sure. The um, there's of course a pool that's shown on the site plan, if we have it. And yeah, I apologize. There's a pool here, shown the there. Pool
5: right there. This is called clubhouse, it really is a, uh, a a leasing office and toilets for the pool area on the first floor above parking. In this area right here, which shows on the renderings, will be the clubhouse itself. Uh-huh. Fitness uh, center. There'll be an enlarged uh, balcony there overlooking the pool. Uh, meeting rooms, uh, a computer room. What's the mm-hmm. standard amenities
1: that people expect? Uh-huh. Any other questions, Commissioners? Uh, Mr. Beeman. Uh, let the chair acknowledge Mr. J.D. Hines, as well as Mr. Michael Ash. Yes. Uh, here to answer questions and have their names listed for the record. Any other questions at this point, commissioners?
3: We're going to hear from the architects.
2: That is,
1: the, the, You are oh, the I'm architect. Right. Sorry, right. sorry, mm-hmm. sir. That's
3: so, yes. Um, uh, th- then uh, the question that I had, I'm very interested in hearing, because of the th- uh, taller buildings, the 30, uh, they have a certain kind of presentation, and uh, that that especially in a site like that for the city that relates to some others that are on the water or near the water and are basically tall buildings. Um, And also certain kinds of materials that would go into those buildings. I'm interested in understanding your thinking when you translate that into an eight-story building. When you go from that to that, uh, market forces, all things considered, what choices did you make going from that building to those buildings to this building at that site? You asked a
5: very complicated question.
3: Uh,
5: obviously, the, the building we designed in 2007 was for a totally different uh, product. There were going to be high end condos, and, our, and the market would uh, uh, support you know, very uh, high prices. We had structured parking and elevated the the buildings and that was our intent that was our clients intent so now some you know close to almost 10 years later uh, everything is totally different our client came to us and said I I cannot uh, get any financing for any kind of condos I I know that for a fact because we haven't done any condos in 10 years you can't get financing for it, so he said, "I want to do something more low-rise, which is more economical." However, now our target market is, as I mentioned before, uh, young professionals uh, just coming into the job market, one in an unusual location, with a great view. In this case, of downtown Norfolk, you can ask for anything better than that. Uh, Located very nicely Possibly you you could walk to to work or bicycle or Mm -hmm. very easy to get to work uh, uh, That way and so that was the underlying Requirement that our client asked for so the other requirement was that we really had to park on grade we cannot afford uh, Even parking on grade uh, if you use a rule of thumb is about five thousand dollars per car the cost of developing the site Mm -hmm. For a parking garage you're talking about 15 to 16 thousand dollars per car mm-hmm. so you can see that's going to drive the cost away from our target market They won't be able to afford it mm-hmm. and it just won't work so based on all that we look for an aesthetic that would appeal to this client market target market <coughs> um, that would have a, a very you know upscale look but using reasonable materials, so that's why you see all this large amounts of glass in the living rooms. Uh, we've got some cons- conceptual floor plans, very open plan, you know, kitchen, dining, living, with a lot of glass, you know, and uh, uh, balconies. And so then we started looking at uh, what what kind of aesthetic would a lower building need to, to make it look you know really great from the the, uh, from the water so that that's how we came up with that the idea of the the metal siding and the hardy panel and the glass really kind of led us in this direction Uh, you know as opposed to a standard uh, you know suburban you know three or four-story building with a, a you know just wouldn't be the same so we think that this aesthetic is still a very urban approach to this site, as is what we were trying to do previously. Mm-hmm. So that's—I'm not sure if I answered your question. I, it, it's a very, you well, know, you're- I, I think that we came up with—I think, as an architect—a very, very handsome design that uh, will will be successful.
3: I can see from the other one that you pushed out the face of it with the balconies yes. further than what you had before, which fits with lowering the building that's correct. I can see that um what is the other material with the Hardy that you chose i just, uh, the, uh, yeah. the, okay, which is the it's like the
5: stucco like material, material. Okay. So okay. there are certain conditions where it's difficult to to use any other materials sometimes for underneath the balconies and things uh-huh. like that, so it'll be part of our you know, our, our uh, uh, palette of materials, if you will.
3: OK, thank you.
5: You're welcome.
1: I, I, you just made me generate one question. Um, how was that, will that IFAS uh, 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 age, being on the water there, it, would be from an architectural perspective?
5: Um, that's why we're, we're actually using very little of it. The majority of the the surfaces will be metal and the hardy plank which if you know that material that ages very well because it's a cementitious material the the IFAS will have to be maintained uh, we've got uh, homes on the ocean front that I've designed uh, 15 20 years ago with IFAS and as long as you maintain them and you uh, put them up correctly you know, so that they drain because it's it's not a, an impervious material, Right. and uh, so it's just ma- maintenance of the the facility of the buildings. I think it will uh, wear very well and last a long time.
1: Thank you. The more you talk, the more questions you generate. How do you maintain I it? To you. <laughs> no, this is good. <laughs> How do you maintain uh, the IFAS?
5: You paint it. Paint it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have to paint it and. And again, I want to keep talking when I shouldn't. But uh, the original problems they had with IFS is they thought it kept water out. It doesn't. It absorbs water and it seeps to the uh, substrate. So now, what we do when we use it, uh, we have a breathable and a shield that allows any moisture to come down and it's uh, separated from the inside of the building and it, it weeps out, it's sort of like brick. Mm-hmm.
3: Are are there other materials? Are there materials? Of, I know there are other materials like hardy board. Were those investigated for this site?
5: Yes, uh, I mean, right now uh, we use the word hardy plank almost like a generic term. So it's a cementitious board uh, that can be panelized. It can be uh, used uh, in horizontal siding. It can use any number of ways, but it's uh, it never rots. It needs to be painted, but uh, mm-hmm. so it'll last forever as long as you maintain it. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if you didn't maintain it, it, it would sustain itself, but it wouldn't look as good as it should. So that's uh, it's a, a great material, and, and we're using it more and
1: more, especially
5: nowadays.
3: Thank you. Uh,
1: forgive me, if this is my oversight, but uh, Mr. Beam and Mr. Ash, if you will both give us your names and mailing address for the record, I'd appreciate it.
4: Uh, Robert Beeman, uh, 222 Central Park Avenue, Suite 2000, Virginia Beach,
5: 23462. Ah, I'm Mike Ash. Uh, and uh, can I give you my P.O. box or my home what, address? Either, work, okay, either one Okay, be. Okay, P.O. box, uh, 66992, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23466. That's my office. Uh, Mr. Hines? There. John Daniel Hines uh, 4500 Main Street
1: suite 400 Virginia Beach, Virginia 23462 and since you're there anything you'd like to add
5: Uh, We worked with um, the environmental group pretty closely to come up with some sustainable Ideas for the site and um, good stormwater practices to meet current regulations
1: Um, Good enough. Thank you gentlemen Commissioners any question comment Thank you Uh, The chair would note that there's no opposition to this application as well. Mr. Newcomb.
2: The uh, motion is to recommend that the zoning text amendment be approved. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Mr. Fraley?
1: Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck with that. Looking forward to it.
4: Thank
2: you. All right. Item two, Lenny? Item two is by the Redevelopment Housing Authority for a change of zoning from R12 medium-density multifamily and Bayfront residential parking overlay districts to C3 retail center district on a 10-foot portion of uh, a rear portion of properties that are located at 9548 through 9574 21st Bay Street. purpose of this rezoning is to allow for the expansion Of a loading dock in the rear of the East Beach shops, and to establish a buffer adjacent to the residential property that's located to the west.
1: Thank you, Lenny. The chair acknowledges that there's no opposition to this, but we also want to note for the record that here, uh, in support of this application, Mr. John Mayor, Mr. Mayor, if you want to add anything, we give you that opportunity. Thank you, sir. Um, And Lenny, there is no opposition to this. Commissioners, any comment or question at this point? Lenny? Mm-hmm.
2: The motion to recommend the change of zoning be approved. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. miss Austin? Yes. Mr. Alchins? Aye.
1: Mr. Fraley. Aye. We'll make Aye. that recommendation to council. Thank you.
2: We're now going to move to item number three, which is Clementine's for a special exception. To operate an eating and drinking establishment at 110 Lobelette Avenue, Suite C.
1: Thank you, Lenny. The uh, chair will acknowledge these fine people: Mr. Uh, Rick Fraley, Miss Heather Fraley, and uh, Mr. Matthew Hartnett. Those Fraleys make a fine, fine addition to any public hearing. I can tell you, <laughs> I will not recuse myself since I have no recollection that these folks are family members. <laughs> 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 and there is no opposition, Lenny.
2: Uh, the motion is to recommend that the special exception be approved, subject conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halingens? Aye. Mr. Fraley?
1: Aye. Keep that Fraley success story going. I uh, will right. we'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck with that.
2: Item number four is ex- exceptional ale, exception ale, for a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment at 2000 Colonial Avenue, Suite 6.
1: Uh, thank you, Lenny. And the chair acknowledges uh, Mr. Hartman? Yes, sir. Okay. There is no opposition. Mr. Hartman, would you like to say anything at all? Um, not unless you have any questions. Do we have any questions? Hearing none, Mr. Newcomb.
2: The uh, motions to recommend the special exception be approved subject conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hills, Aye. Miss Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. And Mr. Fraley?
1: Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck.
2: All right, we're going to move to uh, item number five, which is Borjo Coffee House for a special exception to operate an entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages at 4416 Monarch Way.
1: And the chair acknowledges no opposition. We do want to acknowledge Mr. John Burden. Prudent. Excuse me, sir. Prudent. Anything you'd like to add at this point, sir? Thank you. Any questions, commissioners? Hearing none, Lenny.
2: The uh, motions to recommend that the special exception be approved subject to conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. HALCHINS? Aye. And Mr. Freely? Aye.
1: We'll make that recommendation to Council Good Luck. All
2: right. Item number six, collector Norfolk for a special exception. OPERATED entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages at 2409 Fawn Street.
0: Matthew. I believe had some questions in the informal so I'll do a short presentation on this um, this application is collector Norfolk and it's for entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages um, for it's for the purpose of uh, serving a banquet hall in the building um, the site is located it's on the west side of Fawn Street um, between East 26 and I'm sorry it's actually uh, 25th and 24th and um, it's a mix of industrial uses there and um, Site is zone I2 which does allow special uh, entertainment establishment by special exception here's a look at the zoning map and also on here you'll see the location of um, this off-lot parking which is located right here if I can put this arrow around it Uh, so it's it's one block north of the site and it's actually the parking lot serving the um, herald of his coming Kojic Church Right across the street it's their overflow lot and the um, hours of operation for the uh, proposed establishment does not conflict with the primary op- hours of operation for the church and um, and the the hours uh, are limited to 10 p.m. in this application uh, which are consistent with the the hours of uh, p- permission for that parking with the church as well and there is some parking located along uh, both sides of fawn Street directly beside the building there's on-street parking available to um, all the different businesses that are there and here's a look at the different operations the hours are from noon to 10 p.m. and they're only proposing to open from Friday through Sunday and that would be the same hours for their alcohol and entertainment and they've provided two forms of, uh, of plans one with with entertainment um, with the dance floor and one without the dance floor as a much uh, reduced capacity, only 80 persons. And then without the dance floor, they can um, support 150 capacity. And they're asking for a five-member live band, uh, DJ, karaoke, comedian, poetry reading. Um, Again, things that could possibly serve a banquet facility for uh, different events. And I do have, I'll note, a letter of support um, on your Dropbox. And that's from the Villa Heights Civic League president. Stating their support for the application.
1: Matt, did you hear anything at all from the Huntersville Civic League?
0: No, we sent um, Huntersville and um, Lindenwood. We sent both of them notice as well. Um, but I think because they were just a little bit outside um, and that Villa Heights was the closest, we only heard back from Villa Heights mm-hmm. concerning this.
1: Mm-hmm. Any questions of Mr. Simon's commissioners? Thanks, Matt. Stand right. by. Sure. Uh, the chair would like to acknowledge uh, the applicant, Catherine Meadows. Okay. Uh, Ryan Meadows, Janet Stokely. Uh, could one of you come to the podium? I did have some questions. <clears throat> Give us your name and mail and address if you would.
0: Uh, my name is Ryan Franklin Meadows, and my mailing address is 317B, Wimbledon-Chase, Chesapeake, Virginia.
1: Um, Mr. Meadows, my personal concern is with safety. Yes. Uh, you're operating on uh, evenings, Fridays, Saturdays, and weekends predominantly, and I understand that this is pretty much a not heavily occupied area mm-hmm. during those times. Your patrons will have to walk. At least a block and a half for your overflow parking space on the other side of 26th street is there anything that you can do in your in your operations to enhance the uh safety presence there for your patrons I, i'm a pretty streetwise guy myself i don't know if i would be comfortable walking that block at 10 11 o'clock on a friday night
0: um well <laughs> What we're going to provide, and I think this is in the the layout here, is we'll always have security on the premises um, for any kind of events that we have. Um, Other than that, uh, I mean, we could work a plan for security to, at the end of events, to cover that one block, um, to be a part of just people moving back. Nice thing with private events is it won't be people coming and going throughout the night. It's not going to be commercial in that way. It'll be – Everything will be ending at the same time, so crowds will be together um, and everything will be starting at the same time. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I would merely ask if you can get this approved, please be sensitive to that. I, yes, sir. I, I, I think that uh, there are some vulnerabilities to your patrons in that area simply because there's no one else there. Uh, and the uh, unseemly part of our community can sometimes make itself manifest itself in those types of situations, despite how. Uh, you might want to put things in place to avoid that. So um, I I, I certainly support this effort. I think that's an area we want to try to rejuvenate in some way, shape, or form, no doubt, so that we don't have that concern. But as an initial foray, I would hope that you at least and your operators be at least sensitive to making sure that we minimize the potential temptation, if you will, that there might be uh, some security breaches that could cause some problem for your patrons. Uh, other than that any any questions comment commissioners. I, I really want to thank you for the effort for going into that community uh, But again, I, I caution you to be sensitive to that
0: totally understand. Thank you so much. We're excited about it. Right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you
1: uh, No, any comment commissioners or question hearing none. Mr. Newcomb
2: the motions recommend the special exception be approved subject to conditions contained in the staff report dr. Newman Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Halchins? Aye. Mr. Frehley?
1: I will make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Uh, That concludes our public hearing agenda. There are a couple of items.